This episode of Equity is presented by MetaLab. MetaLab designs and builds products for companies that are expecting massive growth. Slack, YouTube, and Uber are just a few of the startups that hired MetaLab on their way to becoming household names. They're the product agency that helped design the original version of Slack and the YouTube player that is still in use today. Last year, MetaLab collaborated with the founding teams at Neuralink and Pitch. Unlike a lot of other agencies, MetaLab doesn't claim to be full service. They do one thing and they do it really well, and that's digital products. If you're ready to build a product for millions of people, then visit metalab.com. Tell them TechCrunch Equity sent you. Hey, everybody, stick around after the show. We have TechCrunch's Jordan Crook here to tell us all about the upcoming early stage event for founders, and I think she has a discount code, so we'll see you there. Good morning and welcome to the final Equity Monday of Q1 2021. Yes, nearly three months of the year have gone by, and that means that we are days away from new venture capital data, a fresh earnings season, and of course, some scoring of recent unicorn IPOs. All that, of course, will be on Equity in time, but that is for later. This is our Monday show where we get ourselves ready for the week. And as I spent a good portion of the weekend getting ready for and then adopting a third dog, I also need a bit of a catch up. So let's chat the weekend's tech news, what's happening this morning, and of course, some neat funding rounds that we might have missed. You ready? Let's go. All right, on the weekend front, things were actually pretty quiet, which was a blessing as we all needed a break after the last few punishing weeks of news. But I do want to look back at one funding round in particular. So as last week closed, Service Titan raised $500 million at an $8.3 billion valuation. Now, the company sells software aimed at the so-called field services industry, helping plumbers and electricians with everything from marketing to payroll to payments. Like a lot of vertical SaaS out there, Service Titan has expanded its product lineup over time, building essentially a business OS for its niche. We've seen similar work from SingleOps, just to pick another example. But even with my general expectation that software markets are bigger than I expect them to be at first blush, I was surprised that Service Titan has reached $250 million in ARR or annual recurring revenue. That's per our own reporting. So not only has Service Titan managed to carve out a huge niche in an unsexy part of the software market, it is also scaled to two and a half times the size that a company needs to go public. I mean, dang, that's impressive. All right, so turning to this morning, while it does appear to still be all systems go for the U.S. tech industry, there have been a couple of market trembles in the last few hours that I do want to bring to your attention. First, Deliveroo cut the price range of its impending U.K. IPO. CNBC reports that this is due to, quote, market conditions after, quote, half of the tech IPOs in the U.S., Europe, Middle East, and Africa priced in the bottom third of their announced ranges last week. But that's not all. As a number of other publications have noted concerning the price cut, some investors are peeved about the company's voting structure that concentrates power in the hands of the CEO, dual-class shares, something to keep an eye on, and there are also workers' rights concerns with the company, Bloomberg reports. What matters is that this mix of labor and governance and market concerns mean that Deliveroo will be worth about $1.3 billion less at the top end when it does price its debut. It's a lot of money. And then over in Hong Kong, shares of Billy Billy opened beneath their public offering price, slipping further thereafter. Billy Billy went public back in the U.S. in 2018. This was kind of its second IPO, if you will. It didn't go well. And then adding to the more recent bad news, last week's U.S. IPO for Chinese company Zihu saw its shares price at the bottom of their range and then fall further. So while it does appear that the private markets are carrying on as they long have, something that I think the service titan valuation jump from earlier in the show makes clear, there is some notable chop in the public markets. 
Now, for years, it was concerned that private investors were too bullish on the value of tech startups compared to their public market worth. Then that dynamic flipped during the pandemic when the ebullient stock market made private investors appear nearly timid. Could the pendulum be swinging back the other direction? Something to think about. All right, so on the funding round beat, we have three notes for you this morning. First, Indonesian investing app Ajaib, A-J-A-I-B if you want the spelling, has picked up a $65 million extension to its Series A that brings the entire round's value up to $90 million, according to TechCrunch. Now, the round extension was led by Ribbit Capital, a fintech investor that you should know because it put a lot of money into that recent Robinhood $3.4 billion funding bucket. Notably, this is actually Ribbit Capital's first Southeast Asian investment, according to TC. And that's a shock to me because I thought Ribbit Capital had invested in every single round ever. Turns out I was wrong. According to our own reporting, only 1% of the Indonesian population owns stocks, making it a possibly large growth market for the startup. Of course, pretty much Robinhood for everywhere is going to be a thing you'll hear a lot about until, uh, I don't know, the end of time, probably. And then there's some fund news for us to look at, namely that it is time for both you and I to meet Singular, which is a new venture capital firm based in Paris that has put together its initial fund. That's according to our own Romain D.A. The two partners in Singular have $265 million at their disposal, or just over a quarter billion, if you want to put that in fancier terms. And frankly, I should have already heard about them because they put capital into GTM Hub's Series B, and GTM Hub is part of the constellation of OKR tracking software startups that TEC has covered a lot in the last year. Oops, missed it. Anyways, also, we have UK-based used car sales portal Kazoo going public in the US via a SPAC, of course. According to Ingrid London, the deal values Kazoo at about $7 billion and includes $1.6 billion in new capital. We will have more on that when we've read the deck, but for now, okay, one more used car sales portal. Why not? Let's do it. Closing today, I have a bit of a request, if you don't mind me taking a different path than what I tend to do at the end of these shows, which is kind of worry about something. Today, I am actually looking for a favor from the founders out there. I am interviewing Zoom's chief revenue officer for our early stage event later this week, and I want to make sure my questions aren't just things that I care about. So please drop an email to equitypod at techrunch.com if you are an early stage founder with a question about building a sales team, and I will work in the best ones. Thank you for your help. Also, a big thanks to Pete Kazanji, founder over at Talent Bend, whose book, Founding Sales, has been great. And a shout out to my friend who's also helping me who works in startup sales. Much appreciated. All right, we are low on time. So to close, hugs and good vibes from here where I have a puppy propped on my lap and two other dogs in the house slightly confused as to why this invader has stuck around. Coming up this week, we do have Alexander Wang from Scale AI and his investor Dan Levine. Wednesday, April 7th over on Extra Crunch Live. Early stage is later this week, as I noted. I'm Alex on Twitter. We are Equity Pod on Twitter and we are out of here. Talk to you Wednesday. Bye. That is our show, but we are very, very lucky to have our own Jordan Crook here to tell us a little bit about our upcoming early stage event that I am incredibly excited about. So Jordan, at a high level, what is early stage and how is it different from other kind of tech crunch events that people might know of? So unlike other tech crunch events, we don't have a main stage at early stage. It's all breakout sessions all the time. So we have experts across fundraising, marketing, operations, essentially any question that your startup might have asked to be successful, these folks have the answer and they're gonna have plenty of time for audience Q&A. Awesome, and uh, I'm gonna be doing a session with Ryan Azis, the CRO of Zoom, all about how to build a startup sales team. I'm very, very, very excited about that. Uh, Jordan, tell us more, who else is coming? 
the lineup is insane, dude. So we have Tope Otona. He's the CEO and founder of Calendly. He's going to be nice. talking about bootstrapping, which he did very, very successfully up until recently. We also have Alexa Von Tobel talking about finance for founders, not just how to run your company's finances, but how to manage your own personal finances while you're starting a business, which I think is super, super important. Uh, we also have keys to nailing product market fit with Rahul Vora uh, from Superhuman. It should be just an outstanding lineup, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. And uh, in even better news, we have a couple of uh, sweeteners that we have in the mix. So, Jordan, tell people and the equity audience uh, what we have for them. Yeah. So if you buy a ticket to early stage, you automatically get access to Extra Crunch. So it's kind of a double whammy when it comes to things startup founders need to know. And we're offering our equity audience a 20% discount. So if you use code equity at checkout when you're buying your early stage ticket, you're going to get the most bang for your buck. All right. Well, it's coming up in just a couple of weeks. So we'll see you all there. TechCrunch early stage coming in April. It's going to be amazing. All right, bye.